0: Welcome to the Medical Receptionist Network Podcast Show. I'm your host, Siobhan Adkins. Join us as we discuss the importance of clerical and administrative roles and their impact on the healthcare industry. Welcome to Episode 24 of the Medical Receptionist Network Podcast Show. Thank you for joining me today. We will be discussing safety at the front desk and in the office. Before we get started, please remember to like our Facebook page and join our Medical Receptionist Network Facebook group. You can find all of our information at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com and visit the store and check out our training course as well as the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success. So today we're going to start with safety at the front desk. Now when we talk about safety, there's safety of your item, safety of your mental health, safety of your physical self, as well as against different disasters or emergencies and things like that. So we're going to just touch base on as many topics as we can in speaking of safety at the front desk. So one of the most important things you want to do is avoid abusive behaviors. So technically at the front desk, you are going to Interact with every patient that's coming into your office. So depending on what type of care your office provides, you know You may experience a higher level of hostile patients or people with mental health issues Or just have maybe longer wait time. So you incur a lot of back and forth with your patients Maybe they're you know upset or they have a lot of questions and sometimes they may not have patience with you or your coworkers. so One of the most important things is to be able to have the skill to either reduce the conflict, to diffuse it, or at least to manage it to where things do not get out of hand, and also to know when you should notify someone else if a patient is being abusive or taking advantage of you and your your coworkers and being rude, things like that. So that's the first safety measure, so you want to protect yourself from abusive behaviors from your patients, correct? So one of the best ways you can do that is to make sure they have all the information they need upfront, so that way they know what's happening, they can know what to expect during their time in your waiting area or in your office. Another thing is if someone is being hostile, if they're being loud, that you stay, you keep your tone even. And that you are able to hopefully keep your voice down and keep your you know your body position relaxed don't turn your back and make sure that you are keeping eye contact paying attention and engaging with them and hopefully they will be able to understand the information that you're conveying to them in a calm and peaceful manner and they will go back and have a seat obviously when things get out of hand we will hope that someone else will either step in or assist you or be there to support you to make sure that nothing goes beyond just this person being irate sometimes you may offer to discuss something in a different area outside of the front desk maybe there's a room where the patient can wait or to calm down you can offer them water or something they need anything that might cause the reason for them to be so upset so you always want to be careful when it comes to the patients and not escalating it and responding to them condescendingly and rolling the eyes and just being meeting them with with the same energy that they're they're coming towards you with because, again, you're in a professional space. You don't want to escalate the issue and you want to protect yourself, number one. So another issue may be if you're in an enclosed space or if you have to meet a patient in a room, you also want to be very careful there because sometimes, you know, if a patient's having a consultation, they may be in the room. Maybe you realize, oh, I forgot to have this person fill out Certain paperwork, you know, since they're waiting, they're gonna have a 10 to 15 minute wait in the room. I'll go and knock and have them fill this out. Be careful being in a room alone with the patient who may have demonstrated some hostile behavior. Either leave that door open or let someone know, make sure someone else knows that you are entering the room. Make sure you stay close enough to the door and whatever other measures you can do being in that situation. So you always wanna protect yourself there. And you know, always keep your ear out to make sure that other staff members aren't having An issue or, or need a helping hand there's two examples in scrubs magazine where two nurses mentioned different issues that they had something that you may not necessarily expect the one person said a resident asked me for a hug which I know most people aren't really giving out hugs too much these days however a resident asked this person for a hug. And when they leaned in to hug the patient, the patient wrapped their arm around their neck and started stabbing them in the back with a pen. So that's an isolated issue, but something like that can happen. So you just want to make sure you are being very careful about your boundaries, your distance, keeping your base and making sure that you are keeping calm. If you are engaging with someone who is not happy or they're, you know, being rude, irate, or just having you in kind of a hassle situation. Another person said, a lady at my facility was hit so hard in the back of the head that she broke her neck a little harder and they said it would have detached. I don't know what strength that person had, but again, protect yourself. You don't want to turn your back fully on someone who is maybe yelling at you if you have to walk away from a situation to get help or to leave someone alone so that you feel safe then you try to back away at least keep a partial turn so that you can be able to defend yourself and protect your physical body right now there are what you call de-escalation trainings that many offices do offer to their staff, especially if you have a high rate of de-escalation that is needed for your patients or people that are visiting your facility. And some of the things you would learn there has to do with the tone of voice, how you position yourself, keeping distance, Knowing how to exit and one of the other things you might have just as something between you and your management or your other coworkers, are some safe words or some words, maybe not a safe word, but, you know, a word that lets them know if they come up and they walk into a situation that they know that you have someone who is being irate, someone who is being rude, someone who is being hostile or someone who is just being very abusive. So that way they can be on standby and they'll know right away that if things get out of hand, if they need to call for help or someone needs to be escorted out, maybe you're you're in a big building, maybe there's security. If you're working in private practice, there's probably no one other than 911 to call in a major emergency that would threaten your life. You're going to be calling 911. So that's one of the areas of safety, right? Now we're going to just take a step back. So another area of safety is just your your actual items, right? You want to protect your purse, your phone, your lunch sometimes, (laughs) depending on, you know, what kind of situation you're working in. But, you know, ways to do that is does your office have lockers? Do you have a safe place to... Keep your things so that they're not stolen because things have happened at jobs where people have had their while stolen money taken their phone or credit card and things like that taken from them. So you just want to be careful with your own personal items. If you don't need to bring certain things with you to work, maybe it's better off, especially if you go straight home. Just leave those things at home. Bring your most important things, your things that can, can fit in your pocket, especially if you have those scrubs you know there's lots of pockets usually that way you can have a small wallet and other important documents and things in them to keep them safe so you always want to make sure you're protecting yourself right and your items and your things so you can always go home with what you came with so that's one thing I did want to touch on and also say you have an incident or an experience with a staff member that makes you feel unsafe what is the protocol for dealing with that what are the ways that you can keep yourself safe if If there's an argument or confrontation that takes place at work that's getting out of control, what is the process with your office? You know, is there a manager that steps in? Do you walk away? Do you go into a private room to finish that conversation and another staff member works at the desk to make sure that patients are still being addressed? Do you just be quiet? What you have to have in your mind, not only what you would do in that situation, but also know what is expected of your office and what is deemed to be appropriate. Your place of work. Hopefully, you don't have to experience that and you can manage things professionally and have calm tone, professional conversations with your coworkers. But sometimes things can get heated, and so when that is the case, you want to make sure that you are thinking in a clear mind and addressing that situation appropriately. Another thing, when we're thinking about our coworkers, one thing that I experienced years ago was someone having a mental health breakdown. They really just I don't know exactly what triggered it. I don't even know if it had to do with a patient, but they just had a lot of personal things going on. And they had almost, maybe it was considered at that time, it was many years ago, I would say would look like today is a panic attack at the desk. And luckily, you know, we had a physician who we were able to get her in a room, get her some water, talk to her for a few minutes, get one of the physicians who was able to Completely more so, de escalate the situation. And I, I believe maybe we were able to send that person home for the rest of the day. But things like this happen, and it's not something that you always expect. But what do you do when that does happen? Can you get them to a safe space? Can you offer them any assistance while you're waiting for someone who? Can do more. Maybe you're calling a spouse or calling a family member or friend to pick them up. Maybe you, you know, do have to call an emergency service. So just knowing what to do in those situations is also very important. Knowing where you would get that information from. Right, where is there an emergency contact? Do you always have a manager on staff who can access that for you? Is there an HR department that you always have contact with? If not, maybe it's good to have just a list of just each person's emergency contact somewhere handy in your office. Another area of safety would be just safety from illness and disease and and different things like that. So you have all your OSHA standards, we have all these things in place in medical offices and hospitals and healthcare facilities, but you always want to make sure that you are following those things that are in place. So whatever protocols are in place for your hand washing, your sharps containers, anything if you're still wearing masks or are you going to continue to wear a mask is your front desk areas being disinfected clean the bathrooms the handles the door doorknobs things like that that's an area of safety that you want to also keep up with because even the common cold is very easily spread among medical offices as well as you know everywhere else so you just want to make sure you're keeping you yourself your staff and the rest of your patients safe so now also Along with the escalation training, many of you may have experienced active shooter training and things like that. So what comes with that is knowing if you have one of those emergency buttons. If you have that, where is it located? At what point do you activate that? Also knowing where all of the exits are, knowing your location. And I just find this to be very important because for one, a lot of people work in large buildings that have suite numbers. Or you gotta to go to a floor, there's a different suite, there might be multiple buildings in the plaza that you're in, um, but you're just so used to going to work, you just go, you get to your office, and you don't think about, I'm in building 12, suite 110, door D, you know? And just having that information in an emergency is extremely important, and especially for folks that work. multiple offices maybe there's an office you go to once a month you don't really know the actual physical address off the top of your head or what have you you know you should but if you don't just knowing that information because if someone points at you and says call 911. you don't even know what information you're now you're fussing fumbling around looking for a business card or you know a piece of paper that has the address to the location so know where you are at all time In another area of safety we have is dealing with someone choking or someone having a cardiac issue those type of things that maybe not your patient but your fellow co-workers and i've i've been in an office where someone was choking i think we discussed this before and it happened right in front of the front desk luckily everyone had their life support training so anyone could have jumped in we were lucky enough to have a nurse who came and was able to free the airway of the physician who was actually choking and it was very scary it was probably all of 90 seconds that the entire Situation took, but in that moment, you needed to move quick, which we actually did. My front desk staff at the time, I believe, were the ones who went to get the nurse, and she came right away and went right into action, right? And that's what nurses do. So, but we were all qualified to do that if we needed to. And so, actually, if you guys go to the Medical Receptions Network website, you'll see the information for pro trainings where you can get your CPR and first aid certification if you don't already have that. But it comes in handy. really does you know I've been in a restaurant where a child was choking and you know have seen someone provide CPR in those scenarios so it's you know it doesn't go to waste whether you're in a healthcare setting or just out in the world it's it's a good skill to have and to understand for children and adults another area of safety would definitely be the building that you're in talked about knowing the exits so now imagine if there is any kind of disaster while you're at work so you want to know where the flashlights are right you want to know where the extra batteries are you want to make sure those things are handy make sure they're always kind of replenished you're checking them or testing them and whatever the process is for your office to make sure that those things are in place for you are very important Uh, what the protocol is if you have to lock down the building right what who's responsible to do what? And how do you access if there's keys that you need to lock from the inside? Are there windows that need to be secured? You know, just anything that has to do with the building itself. In the case of flooding or hurricanes, tornadoes, you know, it just depends on where you live, kind of what type of experiences you may come across. But just knowing the protocol for your office for that and if there isn't any engage your management and say hey you know what last year we almost experienced this Uh, luckily we didn't but if that happens again this year how can we be prepared you know can we have a memo can we have some um, clear direction on how we should handle if water starts coming in underneath the door and we have you know rooms filled with patients or if we have uh, you know lights out, how can we as the front desk? Because you know, the medical staff may have some different actions that they need to take, but what can you all do in your area with the front desk or to assist the, the back office and the medical clinical side? So you just want to make sure that you are aware. And also, like I said, if you've been somewhere for a long time, you probably haven't revisited your safety protocols. Get to know your office always make sure that you know you're on the same page with your management and that everybody knows how to get in how to get out how to be safe if you need to barricade yourself if you need to where are the uh, fire extinguishers how to use them have they maintenance um, and most of the time those things are, are managed by your manager but you also may be a manager and you may have multiple functions so some of that might be your responsibility so it's important to make sure you know we're not letting things fall by the wayside because we know that there's so much other more important things as far as your patient care your billing and everything like that and so there are two other things sometimes it's not necessarily your patient that may be an aggressor it may be a spouse so also in those situations, what can you do to reduce the effects of that? So you might have a couple and maybe the husband or the wife is upset about how their care was provided or how maybe they didn't get a confirmation call and they were late or they've been waiting a long time and the patient is fine and the partner or the spouse is being aggressive or agitated and rude. So what do you do in those situations is it okay to ask them to step out you know, just for your own safety and so that you feel protected and maybe welcome them back in when the patient is going to be seen in a room? And if that's not that doesn't work, what do you do in that case? Do you have to ask both of them to leave as part of your your protocol and safety for for your staff and yourself? And also sometimes if you experience something like a suicide attempt in your office what do you have to do and th- things like that also go under the de-escalation pot right because if someone attempts something of that nature you might not be able to stop and pick up the phone and if someone is not near you you know learning some tactics some conversation and some activities that can help you get through that moment until there can be help called learning some of that is is not horrible either so you know if your office has not had any de-escalation training you can even check out online some YouTube just some things to help you to navigate some of these scenarios that may have happened some of you may have experienced some of these things already in the past but they're all as equally as important best that we all making sure that we can take care of each other in an emergency situation and also keeping our items safe are mental health safe you know it's not okay for people to be abusive just because you're on the other side of the desk doesn't give them a right to be rude argumentative, while you are doing a job and it also doesn't give you the right to to be that way you know to your patients so we just want to make sure that we know how to speak to people we can keep calm we know how to keep our distance um, know where your exits are know what your fire and emergency planning looks like in your office your building your hospital and what everyone's role is and how to deal with an active shooter a mental health breakdown an irate patient or staff member and once you have a couple of tools in your toolbox for that it will not be as hard for you to handle when it does occur. So hopefully you don't have any negative experiences, but unfortunately we can't guarantee that that doesn't happen. So today I just wanted to discuss some of the different safety concerns for our front desk and medical offices. So to close our show today, I just want to remind you to check out some of our affiliates. Pro Trainings offers basic life support and CPR training, among many other useful healthcare related trainings. If you need a new journal or planner, you can check out the Law of Attraction Planner and Best Self Journal, links located on our website. We're coming in you know, a couple more months to the new year, so you want to start getting ready to uh, have good planners and journals on, on hand. Uh, last but not least, if you wear glasses like I do, you can also visit ZLUL through the link located on medicalreceptionsnetwork.com, and check out all the cool frames and transition lens options. I appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening to the Medical Receptions Network podcast, episode 24. We'll be back soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Medical Receptions Network podcast show. Don't forget to visit our website, medicalreceptionsnetwork.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. If you're looking for a great resource for medical receptionists, make sure you grab your copy of the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success available on Amazon. Lastly, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please find us on your favorite podcast player and subscribe today. Until next time, keep being amazing.